Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, March 17th, 2023. Happy St. Patrick's Day. What's going on? What's happening? How are you? My name is Quinn David Furness. I'm about 13.5% Irish, I think. Uh, maybe a little bit more than that. I don't know. I'm, I'm a real mutt. You know, I, I, I kind of go with my Scandinavian identity as my number one, but it's, you know, it's, it's, got, it's Scandinavian, it's English, it's some Irish. Uh, my mom's mom was from, you know, like the Czech Republic area, uh, you know, many, many years ago, many, many generations ago. So I'm, I'm kind of a little bit of everything here. I'm not a purebred. I'm one of those half-blood uh, muggles from Harry Potter, number five, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And what a picture it is. You got Robert Pattinson. You got that sweet ball that they go to. Actually, Goblet of Fire is not five. It's number four. Before the Potterheads come at me, you all are probably too busy playing your Harry Potter open world game to actually listen to this show. Harry Potter 4. In the Goblet of Fire. Of course, the Goblet played great acclaim by Robert Pattinson, who would later go on to star in such films as Twilight, Twilight New Moon, Twilight Breaking Dawn, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2, Twilight, or uh, that one A24 film um, where he uh, is in Boston. Good Time, is that what it's called? I love that film. If you don't know that film, and let me, I'll confirm this for you. I think it's called Good Time. It's, um, it's an A24 production, I believe. And it's basically like Robert Pattinson's kind of like down on his luck. And the guy who plays his brother is the same guy who directed like Uncut Gems, I think. And he might have, yeah, they, the Safdie brothers or whatever. Um, they directed this film as well. So if you know that sort of chaotic energy that uncut gems has good time is like that but only a couple years before uh but it's robert pattinson kind of plays the main character and he gets basically just into more and more trouble as the film goes on and it's really a film that was like a lot of a24 films a little bit under the radar but just absolutely fantastic i just kind of stumbled upon it um because i'm a big fan of the thriller genre uh fans of the being on podcast know this is the time of year where we watch The Fugitive. And I'll say this. I didn't sit down at any point yet and do a full watch through. But I did have it on for uh, a hot second. And we'll talk about St. Patrick's Day in Chicago in one one minute here. Um, that's when I had it on. But, yeah, good time. Robert Pattinson really enjoyed it. Uh, you should definitely check it out if you would like. But, of course, you know, Potterheads, Goblet of Fire. I don't really know how we got there. But, oh, that I... Well, no, I still don't know how I got there. Anyways, it's St. Patrick's Day, and uh, this show is brought to you by our good friends at Home Pride Oregon. When you need your home inspected in Central Oregon, call the expert, someone safe and certified who you can trust. He goes by Steve. You could call him uh, Ranger or Whitey or uh, The Norseman, another film I never saw. Or you just call him Steve. And if you really want to call him, you can dial up 541-410-0316. Or you can visit for you kind of Gen X's uh, out there or Gen Zers more appropriately, I guess. Go to 
HomePrideOregon.com for all your inspection needs, Home Pride Oregon inspection perfection. And also brought to you, of course, by our good friends at the Samson Q2U series for crisp, clear audio quality that delivers all seven times around the city of Jericho. Uh, even with those uh, French peas from VeggieTales dumping their purple slushies on you. When God speaks, he uses a Samson. And then, of course, finally, our good friends at Cuts by Q. When you need to fresh do something snappy or new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. And I also want to mention uh, two more things. One, this show is, uh, how, how does this go? This is our 268th episode or something like that. Oh, listener discretion is advised when you're listening to this program. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible, but I'm going to do my best to make it a little bit better today because we got St. Patrick's Day stuff. We got birthday stuff. We got March Madness. This is really from like a Quinn's identity perspective. Uh, I love celebrating St. Patrick's Day. I have a birthday every year, and I'm a big, big March Madness fan. So we got a lot of things just kind of culminating. We had the Oscars. Last weekend, which I'm not going to really dive into, but of course, congratulations to everything, everywhere, all at once for just kicking butt. Avatar, of course, won you know probably like ten or twelve awards. So it was a big night for those two guys. Jonathan Kiquan winning an Oscar, which is crazy because he'd been retired from acting for like twenty years or whatever. Um, so good on those guys. And I haven't seen either of those pictures, but. I want to make a, a make a point to see them eventually. And then I also just want to say hello to our friends in Pakistan, uh, Hyderabad, Karachi, Kabul, wherever you are calling from or wherever you're listening from. Thank you so much for making us the 112th ranked comedy podcast in the nation of Pakistan. So let's go back. We'll start right there. This episode is going to be just kind of... Uh, uh, not not necessarily all over the place, but just some things. I have some notes in my phone, but it's, it's going to be kind of one of those classic Quinn's weekly recap sort of episodes, if you will. And I know this is, it's a common thing to say here on the Beantown Podcast, but I am going to try to keep it shorter today for two reasons. One, just a little bit tired, worked 12 hours, got home at like 9.45 p.m. last night. Uh, and this is a work day as well. So just kind of just don't have a ton of energy, uh, and I would really love to just like lie down on the couch and watch college basketball, which brings me to part two, which is there's no good time. There is literally college basketball from 12, 15 p.m. Central time until about 11 p.m. Uh, Central time tonight. So there's no there's no sort of you know mid-afternoon break uh, where you can get in a show without missing anything, but I will say... I have, uh, we're recording this about four in the afternoon. There's two games that are going into the second half right now. It's Creighton and NC State, and then Pitt versus Iowa State. And they're both close, but they're both games they don't particularly care about that much. Um, and, you know, the whole thing with like brackets is I would love to win my bracket challenge, but I, I, enjoy because i put 15 dollars into it i enjoy seeing just crazy crazy upsets obviously not so much to my i don't want to see an upset for the team that i picked which i'll reveal now live on air is the texas longhorns uh to win the national championship but anything else like I, we were watching kennesaw state just bully xavier for the majority of of their game today and xavier came all the way back right at the end they were down by like 15 or something uh in the second half and they came all the way back to win um so I guess, you know, God was on their side. Catholic Jesus was on their side. But, uh, you know, I, I just like seeing close games. It, it, look, if I was betting $100 uh, 
on you know the spread or something, then I would be pissed off if something didn't go my way. But uh, I don't think I've ever won a bracket challenge, so it's really just a you know you throw something out there, you hope for the best. It's it's fun. I think it's it's really fun until your pick goes out, and then it's like still enjoyable, still something I'll watch, but I don't feel as crazed about it. So, anyways, that's March Madness. Been a uh, a fun first seventy five percent or so of the opening round here. I won't go through all the the games and stuff because by the time you listen to this episode, it'll probably be you know I don't know next year's tournament or something for those who who, are, who might be playing catch up. What if you are a full year behind? How weird would that be on a, on the Beantown podcast? And so you're listening to the March sixteenth, twenty twenty two episode in Quinn's talking about his big 27th birthday, where we played Wordle Live, which was a great time. Uh, Rachel found it for us, played it at uh, a local a local establishment, and we won some money, too. We won, like, 20 bucks, used it for our, our beverages, got uh, uh, shiitake, whatever they call it, hibachi, I think, H-I-B-A-C-H-I, uh, dinner, and we went so early that we had the whole restaurant to ourselves. It was awesome. So... That's uh, that's what we did last year. So if you are a full year behind, uh, then apologies. You might wanna you might wanna play some catch up here. Uh, but St. Patrick's Day in Chicago, of course, last Saturday. It's a it's the one day of the year where it's like the the plan is to drink as early as possible. You don't you know, and a lot of people do over over consume. I am not necessarily an advocate for that, but it's the one day of the year where it's like, oh, it's it's eight o'clock in the morning. Better open a beer. I mean, there are other days throughout the year where you'll drink in the morning, right? But it's not like um, it's not like something that you got to do, right? It might just happen. You might just have brunch. Um, so we did uh, we did that. You know, was, I I love my thing on St. Patrick's Day is I wake up at a reasonable time, like seven a.m. or something like that, and then I will go um, I will go for a nice run. Get uh, get some sweat in, and then you come back and you can have a shower beer, and we did that, and so cooked up some eggs, drinking some shower beers, drinking some some scotch, some whiskey, and you turn on the Fugitive, and well, first I had the Fugitive soundtrack going while I had a live stream of the Chicago River dying, which is just the most Chicago thing I can think of, and then when the you know the stream ends and stuff, you just cut right to the fugitive. I like to jump right in to kind of two thirds of the way through the film, uh, where he visits the guy. He's narrowing down the suspects, and he visits the guy in, in the Cook County uh, Jail, and it that turns out to not to be the wrong one armed man. And the guy is like, "Well, you got you got me all the way over here. We might as well talk about something." And Harrison Ford says, "Sorry, pal, uh, another time or something like that." And then Tommy Lee Jones is right on his tail they're going down the stairs the opposite ends of the building and he escapes across the plaza past the picasso and into the saint patrick's day parade so i turn on that scene because then it kind of moves seamlessly into the the final act if you will in the uh the hilton chicago there in the west part of the loop i think is where that hotel is located i'm not sure along the river maybe have to go back and check the filming locations on that but you're doing that, you're drinking, you got your workout in already, and then, it, you know, I was very proud of myself. It was a very, uh, I would say, mature St. Patrick's Day. That's not to say I didn't get toasted. I did, but it wasn't, I didn't try to. 
It was weird. I kind of laid a good base in the morning and then went to Kelly's, a classic DePaul bar that we go to every year, and then ended up with uh, Rachel and her coworkers for a little bit and drank a little bit. I mean, I had like two beers at Kelly's and then I think like two things of tequila uh, with Rachel, and that's all I had uh, after my sort of morning base, if you will, and ended up just getting really toasted. So it worked out. We got shamrock shakes and McFlurries and stuff, and it was no hangover. That's the thing. Came home, was smart, chugged the water, mm. and uh, yeah, it was a great, great St. Patrick's Day. Nothing to complain about, and that's the thing, too. It's like, it's just... Uh, it's fun to drink a lot in the moment, but you got to come home. You got to chug. You got to chug that H2O because you don't want to spend your whole Sunday just down for the count. Not that I'm necessarily doing anything. We're still just watching a bunch of TV and stuff, but it's a good time. Um, so we talked about St. Patrick's Day a little bit. I want to briefly mention um, our palindrome of the day. So last week on palindrome of the day, we had no lemon no melon. And this week on Palindrome of the Day, it's going to be another phrase. I'm, I want, I'm, I'm trying to start off strong for you guys because, you know, it's going to end up being a lot of words probably eventually. But we're, we're trying to get into the more eloquent, elaborate ones, if you will. So today our Palindrome of the Day is don't nod. D-O-N-T-N-O-D. Don't nod. So it's one of those things where it's like, you know, blink twice if you're in a hostage situation. You could also say, just don't nod. And then you got to make sure that you try not to nod. So there you go. There's our palindrome of the day. Another successful high energy segment here on the Beantown podcast. I wanted to mention as we're sort of going through the week here that I went to the dentist on Monday morning. So, yeah, we're really getting into the comedy bits here. Uh, but I just had one thought. So, you know, I'm, I'm back on my sort of dental cleaning twice a, twice a year. That's what insurance covers routine, and that's good. And I got a lot of praise from my molars this time around, M-O-L-A-R, which I was very proud of. The one thought that went through my head, though, is, and this was stressed to me as a kid, and it, I guess it makes sense, but I'm going to complain about it irregardless, you know, it's always like, oh, we're going to the dentist today, so you better do a mega brush you better do a mega floss, right? So the dentist doesn't give you crap, which sounds good in theory. But then I'm sitting there at the dentist office. They get there 20 minutes early because I'm already downtown for work thinking I'll get in early. And of course, they don't see me for 10, 15 minutes after the appointment time. You know how these these big dental people are always making you wait. Um, but I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I'm paying, albeit through my insurance, but I pay dental insurance every paycheck i'm paying these guys to give me a deep cleaning to you know get the plaque scraper going and you know do the flossing and the the the, you know fluoride treatments and the you know scalpular stuff and they they're putting crowns on they're doing root canals they're doing i mentioned fluoride they're doing tongue scraping they're you know doing some sort of brand new you know, wisdom teeth extraction that you don't even feel. So they're doing all this stuff at your appointment. And I'm thinking, I, I'm giving you all this money to do this. 
through my insurance fence, Blue Cross Blue Shield, why do I need to spend all this time in the morning making sure I get my flossing perfectly and I get into every nook and cranny if I'm just going to show up there in 20 minutes and you're going to do it again? So the real question is, can I get bold enough? Can I get confident enough in the future to where I show up next time to my biannual cleaning with just, you know, Laffy Taffy in one cheek, and you know how when you bite into a like an Oreo or any sandwich cookie, you really get the the remnants just hanging out in the kind of basements of your molars, if you will. Uh, you know, I'll do some of that action. I'll floss, but I'll just leave the floss in there in between my front two teeth. And oh, this would be a real humdinger because I got a I got a cement. Uh, whatever it's called, the wire that's cemented into my teeth on the back of my bottom uh, four teeth. We do an intricate kind of, I'm thinking like cat's cradle, you know that thing, the, the string in your fingers and you do all sorts of cool moves. We do that sort of thing with the wire there and leave it as a nice present for Brandon, my dental hygienist, who's a nice guy. He's also one of those guys where, and he's not that bad, like it's not the stereotype, but he will have conversations with you here and there and it's really tough when you got, you know, six fingers in your mouth basically to respond with anything other than aha, right? You're kind of going went, in, went into my stitch voice there. So it's you know it's there's nothing you can really say right other than aha uh-huh or ah uh-uh and trust that you know they're gonna keep asking you yes or no questions like twenty questions dental office edition. They ask you something like, how's your flossing? He actually did. He asked me, so how's flossing going? And I truthfully, I mean, I was truthful about it. And I said, you know, I I could be better, but I'm improving. But then, and you all don't want to, you don't need to hear me completely recreate my dentist appointment on Monday. But how are you supposed to say that when you got, you know, I'm like, buy a guy a drink first. But I can't even say that either because there's too many consonants my little tongue to be able to maneuver. So that was the dentist's office, but I'm just thinking maybe if we all got together collectively as a, a group, the Beanheads Across America, which could be our next big charity event, excuse me, put a pin in that, where you don't, you know, you don't, it, I mean, this would be like, you know, same thing, same thing for colonoscopies, right? What if I just loaded up on some bison burgers and I'm going to, you know, I know you guys got a job to do down there, but I'm paying you big bucks to take care of this, okay? And I'm not doing that cola guard crap, pun intended. I'm going and getting the real deal. So, um, you know, I, I don't mind the whole, you know, cola guards like this is going to be non-invasive. Well, I don't really mind if I go to the um, the the butt doctor, the obstetrician there. You know, because it's like I haven't been touched there in years. Symbol, insert, but I'm tss. that's kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Got my lovely GF, Rachie, the love of my life, who I'll give a quick shout out to. She did a really good job on her cooking games this morning on her phone from what I saw. So congratulations, Rachie. I think, I think she's about to unlock a new level, but I'm not sure. It's hard to keep track. She's completed a lot of levels so far. Okay, so that was the dentist office um, on on this past Tuesday, and it was you know just just a great time, always you know always memorable, 
And uh, we'll see them again in uh, six months, I guess. So that was the dentist office. So plowing ahead here, we had you know Tuesday, we had Wednesday, and then Thursday, the big birthday. Yesterday, I turned 28 big ones. And uh, for the second time in my life, I worked a 12-hour DePaul University shift. It happened to me once in college where my birthday was like the Monday or Tuesday of, it was always, it's always finals week, um, as it is still for the students to this day. Uh, and I worked a 12-hour desk shift, which was a triple shift because a regular shift was four hours. Yesterday was just a regular eight-hour workday and then another four hours for an event. Uh, but yeah, it ended, I mean, 12 and a half. I was downtown at work till uh, till nine. But hey, there was uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, C-A-B-E-R-N-E-T space S-A-U-V-I-G-N-O-N on the house. And I was slamming those puppies so much so that your lips were purple by the time you left. And then, of course, it's like, you know, look, no one's no one's going there, myself included, and getting hammered and stuff. Although we did have one student show up who was, I think, definitely under the influence. But you don't, you know, you want to have a good time because it's like 8.45 at night and you've been working for 12 hours. But then you're like getting ready to leave and a student grabs you and they want to have a conversation. And then you're like trying to hold it together, basically. Um, which I did with great aplomb because I'm a professional. It's not my first time drinking wine on the job. Am I right, guys? But the birthday was good overall. It was very chill. Um, I even had birthday cake, right? We had a staff celebration thing on Wednesday, the day before, and there was like a gigantic sheet cake. One of those ones where you go all out. It's got like the carnations in the corners that are like, 2,000 calories worth of frosting each. So you just uh, snuck up to the staff lounge midday, right before my run. You know, it's a classic pre-run food. A lot of people will do things like nuts or raisins, or some people even drink a can of Coca-Cola or a coffee. I like to have a big slice, especially if I can get the corner uh, of sheet cake. Uh, You know, it's nice and heavy right in your stomach. But had one of those, it was, you know, I was telling I was telling people after it's I'm sitting there in the staff lounge by myself up on the seventh floor eating my slice of birthday cake. And I think it's one of those things where it's like a sad image if you were just like an outside observer looking in, like, oh, Quinn, he's all alone. It's on his birthday, like eating cake by himself. But for me it was kind of just like a chance to be just have quiet for a hot second and uh, you know, not be in front of a screen. And just kind of sit there and reflect and think about all the things I learned this past year and, you know, all the memories I made. It was a great year. It was. We went to, uh, I don't know, we went somewhere and had a great vacation. Oh, we went to Hawaii. That was awesome. I hit 50 states uh, as a 27-year-old. And, uh, yeah. My knees went to hell, but otherwise it was a great year. So that was my birthday, and we, you know, oftentimes we'll do a live show on my birthday. But unfortunately, when you got to leave the house at seven thirty, seven forty-five in the morning, and you don't walk back in till nine thirty, nine forty-five, there's just uh, not as much time to do a live show. But I want to say thank you to Beanhead Nation, everyone who did reach out um, and wish me a happy birthday. I appreciate it. And uh, here's to a great 
year 28. I guess this I'm 28, so it's my 29th year. That's how it goes. It's always tricky. You know, big, big calendars are always trying to trick you with that stuff. Anyways, it was a good birthday, and we're looking ahead to the next one for sure. It's going to be lit. Um, so again, we got March Madness going on here, and that's going to actually bring me to uh, this week's Beantown Trivia Question of the Week, which, um, as we will oftentimes do um, on this show, it's not just your kind of one standard question. It's going to be a multi-parter, and it's going to be March Madness-related. I think you're going to enjoy it. And so let me pull up my notes here, make sure we're not missing anything. And I'm going to be a man of my word. This is going to be, oh, before we, we're going to end with trivia, just two quick things. Uh, one, still no progress on shipping out stickers or mailing them out, but I'm confident it's going to happen this year. So write that down. And then, uh, but we did make progress uh, as a whole, as a show. Our money, our $280, your $280 was donated to the United Way of Metro Chicago on Wednesday, I believe it was. So we hope that um, they will make good use of it. I left them a note saying that this was from the Beanheads. So thank you again. Uh, that's a wrap. That's officially a wrap on the Beantown Podcast Year 6 Pledge Drive. So thank you so much to those of you who did donate. Um, if you missed it, if you haven't listened in a couple weeks, uh, we did limericks. We did uh, listener limericks five, two shows ago, and then uh, another five last show. Uh, so you should definitely go listen to those. I also, and I, I almost forgot about this, I self-published them on beantownpodcast.com. You can go to beantownpodcast.com slash blog, and you can read those limericks if you want to see them in the flesh. So those are live. Thank you all for donating, and we'll get those stickers out shortly here. Okay, we're going to wrap things up here with our Beantown Podcast trivia question of the week, and it's maybe it's low-hanging fruit, but I think we'll all learn something about our world and our states and our higher education institutions. So this week, I have hand-selected one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different schools that are playing in the Division One top seed March Madness, 68 teams, whatever, March Madness tournament, okay? And all you have to do is tell me what state that school is from, and you'll you'll get a bonus point, okay, if you can name the city as well, but that's not an expectation. So um, we're going to go. There's There's no particular order here. I think these are all – it's hard to say how difficult or easy this is, um, but I've picked, you know – there there weren't any like mid ones. It's either like, oh gosh, that's kind of tough, or it's like this is Missouri, right? So I mean we could we could definitely do it where it's like, okay, it's the Missouri Tigers, but what city do they represent? In which case it would be Columbia. And that will be probably easy for some, difficult for others. But that's not the the goal of today's game. So there's gonna be eight uh colleges I'm gonna give you. They're all playing in March Madness. Uh some of them are still around, some of them have been eliminated. But we're going to start off, um, and uh, I guess we'll just, uh, I guess we'll, we'll do all eight, okay, and then we'll circle back and give the answers. Okay, so again, one point, and email is beantownpodcast.yahoo.com. Again, it's beantownpodcast at yahoo.com if you want me to keep track of sort of your, your score, and we'll see who wins, who loses, that sort of thing. Okay, number one, and this is probably the easier one out of the eight, uh, there's another one that I think is relatively easy, um, but again, I don't want to cast any aspersions on you all. So number one is Gonzaga 
University, uh, a Catholic school. They are by no means uh, strangers to the March Madness tournament. They've been in the championship game at least once in recent memory, I think. Um, so Gonzaga University, I want to know the state. And if you want to get specific with this one, I think you probably could tell me the city as well. Next up is Kent State University, not Catholic. It is a public school. And I'm just going to ask you, where is Kent State University located, representing uh, MAC, the Mid-American Conference, where NIU is from? All right, so that's number two. Number three is Oral Roberts, the Golden Eagles, men's basketball. They've been in the tournament a couple times recently. Oral Roberts, named after a televangelist, like most great colleges and universities here. This one is probably tough if you're not like plugged into the conservative Christian community because I feel like a lot of people probably haven't even heard of Oral Roberts. Um, but they are, they lost. They got smacked around by Duke yesterday. But I'm going to ask you where Oral Roberts University is located. And if you can give me the city, that's great too. Next up, number four, we have Furman University, who made some big headlines yesterday when they knocked out Virginia, who apparently can only either get knocked out in the round of 64 or win a national championship. There is no in-between for the Cavaliers. So where is Furman University? And this one is... Uh, I guess it, the Google says it's in a certain county, but it's actually, I think it's in a city, but they're the same name, so not too worried about that. So where is Furman? Number five, we have Colgate, which I think is one of those like liberal arts schools that we've all heard of, and we know it's somewhere in the Northeast, but it's like, where exactly is it? Is it one of those upstate New York schools, one of those Western Massachusetts schools? Is it like Hudson River Valley? Is it you know sneakily in like Southern New Hampshire? So where is, or could it be in Rhode Island, right? So where is Colgate University? Next up, they just played today. They had them on the ropes, but they couldn't pull it out. Their first ever trip to the dance, Kennesaw State, the Owls. This was, I think, the only team in the tournament this year that had never been before. So where is Kennesaw State from? There is no state named Kennesaw, which you're probably wondering. Uh, they are in a state that you've heard of, though. Okay, so no, that's number six, Kennesaw State. Number seven, this is the other one I thought might be kind of easy. Uh, where is Howard University? Okay, where is Howard University and HBCU located? They lost to Kansas last night. I have been to Howard, actually, to work, to recruit before. It's uh, like many HBCUs, kind of a... Older, just not super, not, not, I wouldn't go so far as to call it dilapidated, but just, you know, there's not a ton of funds, to be honest. So, Howard University, number seven. Then, number eight, what I named my family's bracket pool after this year Fairleigh Dickinson. Where is Fairleigh Dickinson, excuse me, located? It's, I'll be honest, this is a school, a college that I know next to nothing about. It's a private school. And uh, it looks like there are multiple campuses. So let's just go for the primary campus here, and you can give me shit later if you want. So where is Fairleigh Dickinson located? So those were our eight. So again, to wrap up, Gonzaga, Kent State, Oral Roberts, Furman, Colgate, Kennesaw State, Howard, and Fairleigh Dickinson. Again, there's 
more or less 16 points at play here, one to get the state, one to get the city as a bonus. So we'll start off where we uh, where we began. Gonzaga University is in the state of Washington. And specifically, you might be thinking, oh, yeah, Gonzaga, Seattle. No, it's on the other side. It's in Spokane, S-P-O-K-A-N-E, Spokane, Washington. So there's two points available there. This one was probably the most uh, low-hanging, low-hanging fruit because part of the answer was in uh, – the uh, the answer, uh, Kent State University is in, actually there's another one like this too, Kent State University is in Ohio and it is in the city of Kent, which I think is near like Toledo-ish, Northeast Ohio, I believe, Kent, Ohio. Uh, is where Kent State is. Number three, the televangelist special Oral Roberts, who is named after the televangelist Oral Roberts, uh, who lived to the ripe age of 91, passing away 14 years ago. But if you didn't know, Oral Roberts is in Oklahoma. It's not in OKC. It is actually in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So there's Oral Roberts. Number four, making the headlines yesterday. This one's tough, I think. Furman University. They hadn't been to the tournament in 40-some years. Furman is located in South Carolina, and it is not located in Furman, South Carolina. It is located in Greenville, South Carolina, which is a pretty populous city, I think. Uh, But Furman, Greenville, South Carolina. Next up, we have Colgate, and this is one that I was pretty sure like before the tournament started, I knew where it was and I was right, but I didn't know the city and it's not a city. I know Colgate is in New York state and it is in the city of Hamilton, New York, which I'm not going to look up exactly where it is, but you can do that on your own time. So that's Colgate. Here's the other one like Kent state. That was kind of low hanging fruit. Kennesaw state is in Georgia and it is in the town of Kennesaw, which I had to look up. I thought it was more like central Georgia, but it's actually North of Atlanta, uh, closer to Chattanooga. So Kennesaw State is located in Kennesaw, Georgia. All right, we got two left here. This is the one I thought might be the easiest out of all of them, Uh, although Gonzaga has been around for a while. Howard University, very old HBCU. It is kind of a trick question because it is located in Washington, D.C. So um, if you get it, just give yourself two points, right? because I already told you there's 16 points in play, not 15. So finally, the Knights of Fairleigh Dickinson, which I think might be the toughest one here. Fairleigh Dickinson is located in New Jersey, and they play in Hackensack, New Jersey. So that's Fairleigh Dickinson. So there's your Beantown Podcast trivia question of the week. Hopefully that was fun. I know I had fun. Anytime I can combine sports and geography and, you know, learn something, right? probably learned something from that most of you knew where howard university was but how many of you knew that kennesaw state was a public school in georgia some of you maybe not all of you that's the beauty of being town we're always learning and with that in mind that's what i had for you guys uh happy birthday to me happy saint patrick's day to everyone out there hope you have a fun if you're celebrating today stay safe uh, have some green beer, do what you got to do, watch some more March Madness, which I'm going to do right after we wrap up here. Uh, but that's our show for you today. We'll be back next week. Uh, don't know what we're going to be talking about, but we got birthday parties, Shamrock Shuffle. We got a whole bunch of more fun stuff coming up for you. So that's happening next week on the Bean Town Podcast. Hope you all have a great day. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe, stay sane, and I'll check in on you next time. Bye. Thank you.